Welcome to the Zanbergen Report, where wealth strategies and pop culture collide, featuring your distinguished host and certified financial planner, Bart Zandbergen. Welcome to our show of Dream Chasers and Wealth Makers. We are thrilled to be back in the studio today with a new episode of the Zanbergen Report. I'm proud to bring you the movers, shakers, and difference makers who are passionate about sharing what they have learned and what you need to know today. Paul, guess who is the guest today? I can't guess. You said it was a mystery guest. I've been waiting all week to find out. I mean, it's you said, the way you described it, it was somebody big. That's all I know. It's funny to say that because actually in the real, in, in reality, I am the guest today. So thanks for building it up. <laughs> and I have brought my, my true friend and a longtime supporter and branding expert, Paula Stoyer, to help with the show today. And she's actually going to be interviewing me well there you go right you guys i'm in the interviewer seat today i mean (laughs) you can imagine how happy i am type a driven aries gets to do the interviewing i mean i'm thrilled (laughs) absolutely absolutely so we're gonna knock your socks off today we have big news for you paul i can't wait i cut my socks on here i got big socks on here today too so i'm ready okay you got socks and Halloween uh, decorations. I do. I got a spider crawling down my wall here in front of me here. <laughs> so thanks for allowing me to do this with you today, Bart. It's so special for everyone who knows you, both personally and professionally. Uh, and for those of you who don't know me, I'm Paula Stoyer. And like Bart said, I've worked with him the last several years, gotten to know him as a dear friend, and I'm so blessed Um, to consider him a friend. And so thankfully, I got this role today. You know, I want to start off by talking about something that we all can relate to in so many ways, in particular, um, here in 2020, COVID 2020. So Bart, I want to talk about change. And I want to talk about your relationship with change. So tell me what it's like for you to deal with change and what it's like for you to know personally when it's time for you to make a change? That's a really good question. And for people who know me, including yourself, you probably are aware that I have somewhat of a routine. Oh, yes. uh, (laughs) uh, That happens daily, then monthly, then yearly. And I, until recently, have been really, really opposed to change for no real reason. It's just the kind of the way I'm wired. But 2020 has brought many, many things in our lives. I think we've all had to adjust and adapt and um, included that in that is has been changed. I mean, I think we all kind of changed how we how we work. I mean, look at us now. We're not in studio. Technically, we're in virtual studio, which is different, which is change. And we're working from home office, which is change. So I have taken 2020. And one of the things that I have embraced (laughs) is change. change. I mean, I agree with you. I'm disciplined just like you are. Change for me is usually very difficult and it's something I have to warm up to. Um, And even in in branding and marketing changes, I often say it's degrees of change. It's like the Titanic. You don't suddenly make a right or a left when you have an established brand. It's degrees of change that need to happen. Um, But what 2020 has shown us is it wasn't degrees of change. It was sudden, (laughs) abrupt change, (laughs) whether we liked it or not. Yeah. Um, which, you know, certainly was eye-opening for all of us. So granted that you've embraced change, I want to know for you personally and professionally as a disciplined person, mm-hmm. how do you know or how do you recognize when it's time for you to make a change, whether that's in a fitness routine, in a relationship, 
in a professional environment, like what triggers are you looking for that sort of show you, or what benchmarks are you looking for that show you, you know what, this is an indication I need to make a change. So I think the different areas of life that you just described, all of which, you know, change can happen. Um, the, the benchmarks might be a little bit differently, but I, I think the kind of the underlying thought or principle to that is how does it feel? And that's, I've, I've learned, you know, the older I get to pay more attention to, I don't want to sound, it's going to sound corny, but pay more attention to my feelings, what's going on, you know, not just that day, but over time, if, if I wake up every day and um, let's start with the gym, if I go to the gym and I'm not getting a particular result that I'm looking for, you know, whatever the goal happens to be, you got to change something, right? I mean, you, you can't, you know, the old adage, you do the same thing, definition of insanity, you do the same thing, expect different uh, results. So that is something for change. But I think there's other areas of life. If you wake up and you realize, boy, it's, it's a challenge to go to work today. What's, why is it a challenge? Is it, am I not happy? Is there something just not, just doesn't feel right? So there's the technical things like, Hey, I'm not getting the results. I need to change. But then more importantly, what I've really kind of grasped onto in 2020 is just something doesn't feel right. And, and why is that? And then perhaps I need to look at making a change. It's interesting that you say that because I have heard so many people talk about this and I've been reading a lot about it is that, you know, 2020 of course has forced a lot of us to slow down and in doing so it's made us, sort of get more in touch with how we are feeling and get more honest about how we're feeling. And that's tough, right? Sometimes that means yeah. taking a really hard look in the mirror and going, okay, I can't run from this anymore. This is, this is a sign. This is honestly how I'm feeling, right. but it doesn't make change easy. Right? So with change, there's usually a lot of fear associated with that. And I like to look at fear <laughs> as false evidence appearing real. Most of our fears never come true. Yeah. Um, you know, so talk to me about what that is like for you, because it's one thing to recognize you, you want to, or you need to make a change. And it's a whole different deal to look at fear and go, guess what? I'm going to get to the other side of this. Yeah. Honestly, that's probably has been one of the biggest hurdles for me with change is, oh my gosh, if I make this change, what, you know, what's on the other side, you know, just to simplify here, what, what do I have to go through to get to the other side? And there's been a big part of my life where I just thought, you know what, the pain may not be worth getting, you know, making the change that I need to change. And, you know, uh, I'm, could be a relationship, you know, I think about that in my life and, you know, career changes, but I look at the fork in the road is, you know, what will it look like? And what I've learned in, in 2020, and I think it really started in 2019, is that your definition of fear, I think, is, is really great that, you know, we don't know exactly what we're going to go through. We have, we have expectations of what it's going to be. But what I really tried to focus on is what it's going to be like when I get to the other side. What's it going to be like when I you know, leave that relationship and get into one. That's great. What is it going to be like when, when I make big decisions, career decisions, um, and I can visualize how, how great it's going to be. And that's what, what fuels me to do any change that I might need to do. And that's the key, right? It's all of these things that you're visualizing. They're just on the other side of fear, right? So, you know, it takes a lot of courage. It takes a lot of dedication, takes a lot of commitment. And I think it takes a lot of intention to get through that process, because even when you've decided it's time to make a change and you are working through the fear, you know, I believe 
fear is something that in order to overcome, it requires an active practice. You don't just flip a switch and go, I'm done with fear. <laughs> you know, yeah, it, right, it, right. Right. It's an active practice. So yeah. with that being said, you know, I'm here today in this seat because <laughs> after many months um, and lots of hard work on your part and the part of the collective team, you've made a huge change, which we finally just publicized today. And I am so proud of you. And I am so honored to be a part of the extended team. And for all of our listeners, if you haven't seen our post today, I couldn't be more moved to be the person to share with you that after almost 30 years in the career of wealth management, Bart Zanbergen has launched his own wealth management firm called the Zanbergen Group. Congratulations. I'm Thank so, you, so happy. Thank you. you. Thank you. How are you feeling? News is out. People are talking. What is that yeah. like? So the, the feedback has been awesome. Um, and the decision was something that needed to, to happen. You know, I did face it initially with your know, fear for all the reasons that I, that I mentioned above, but knowing what it can look like on the other side and what I would be able to do for my clients, uh, I knew it was the right thing to do. And Having made the decision quite some time ago, I had conversations with the people closest to me and a lot of feedback was, you know, do it now, 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 now. And you and I've had conversations for quite some time. And part of my process is I'm, I'm a thinker and, and to some, maybe an overthinker. I would rather, to me, I would rather err on the side of being too careful than being too quick. And so every step of the way, every day was calculated in my due diligence process as to what had to be done, who I was going to associate with, um, as, uh, as the back, as a kind of the back office to my firm steps that had to be done. And so I'm, I'm, while it took a long time, I'm very pleased with the process and, and I'm now seeing the fruits of our labor and, and, and couldn't be happier. Well, and when I hear you say all of that, the one word that comes to mind for me is intention. And I think that's where your friends and your family and your clients and business associates, one thing that we all really you know, love, admire, and respect about you is that everything you do is riddled with intention. And this was such an intentional move because you care so much about others and you wanted to ensure that this process was truly seamless. Nobody felt like they were going to get lost in the mix. And in yeah. fact, you know, you wanted to show that there was a beautiful path forward to the future, which is really exciting in particular now because we've been through one heck of a ride and we all have a lot of hopes for what's to come. You know, part of my process was, you know, along the lines of intention that, you know, first and foremost, it has to be the right move for my clients. It has to be something better for them, something that that um, they would embrace. And then secondly, my team who has worked so closely with me and, and hard with me and to, for us to be a success. So I had to make sure that this was going to be the right move for them. And when those things all aligned, I, I knew it was the right decision. A lot of people or some people might sit here and go, gosh, bold move, given we've had such a tumultuous yeah. year, right? Yeah. Um, I know for me, when I started my firm in the middle of the recession, people are like, okay, she's crazy to be starting her own thing right now. And in hindsight, best thing I ever did. So I'd love to hear from your perspective, what that's like for you, because, you know, for me, I believe these times of um, tumultuousness, I believe they breed opportunity. And I think you share that same thought. So why don't you talk to us about that? 
Yeah, 100%. And, and believe me, I, I, I had hours where I thought, look what's happened this year in 2020 between, you know, my industry, the market and what's what happened there, especially in the first quarter um, to what's just happening in, in our country, our world and society and, and everyone's working at home. So what did I do? I took on, you know, uh, two offices and, 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 and build out and decided to move my practice all during this, this, um, let's call it what it is kind of these crazy times. But at the end, I think you're right. I think, I think bad times can create opportunity and what better time than to make a change. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. <laughs> So I want to know more about the vision for the Zanbergen group, you know, share that with us because it's, yes, there's a lot of responsibility that comes when it's your name on everything, but there's also something really inspiring about the fact that you're designing in your path forward in your vision. So what does that look like for your team? And what does that look like, um, you know, potentially for the structure of your company? As life changes and business changes, so does our industry, the wealth management industry, so, you know, I wanted to be able to have a, a bigger voice in, in the change and keeping up with, with what's happening in the industry. So that was very important to me. And really the vision of the firm is to, to be state of the art or cutting edge, if you will. But first and foremost, you know, we are in the business, my team and I, you know, to serve and to serve others and in, in, in the area of, of their finances, to have a platform to be able to do that in the best way that we can makes us all really, really happy. And at the end, if we're able to grow, I think that's fantastic. But I've always had the belief, and you know, this goes back for thousands of years, you know, you give first. So to me, if we continue to serve our clients the best that we can, and if they think we're doing a good job, then they'll perhaps think of us when you know an opportunity arises. And I think that will instill the growth that that um, I think would be great for us overall. And you know, for us to have fun while we're doing it, that is something that's very important to my team is to be able to come show up at a, at a, a workplace and, and enjoy each other's company, enjoy what we do, enjoy our clients. And, and um, we are starting to see that. I love all of that. It's so true. Leading with the servant heart is everything. And what a great feeling to be able to cultivate a space and sort of curate a feeling in an office that everybody once upon a, once upon a future dream can come to when we're all back in the office, right? And just yeah. love getting together and feel really re-inspired by everybody's energy. It's exciting. Yeah, so much. So we often get questions, as you know, through the podcast, through um, the various platforms that your show is on for your ideas and your pearls of wisdom. And so when I was thinking about a few things I wanted to ask you today, I wanted to see if you could share with listeners who might be considering making a change, like how they can figure out if it's really the right time for them, how they can work through fear. I know we've talked about that a little bit, but if you could sort of give people a, a roadmap, if you will, what does that look like for somebody trying to figure out if they should make a significant change? Yeah, it's funny. I had one of my clients who's, who's roughly my age. He was, he's been a client for almost 30 years. Um, he's in the medical um, world and out of state. And um, he asked me that exact question. He goes, you know, you've, you've been doing this for a few years and you're getting, you know, I almost hate to say this, you're getting on the, on the ladder end more than the beginning. And he, and he said, how, how did you come up with the decision to do something like this? Which is, let's face it, this is a this is a pretty big decision for um, you know anyone in a career, and then in this career, and then to do it on you know towards the latter part of your career, mm-hmm. kind of vague, but but I, I think you get the point. 
But I think at the end, I think you have to be very introspective. I don't want to sound corny here, but, and it's really the process that I went through. I could have managed to continue what I was doing, where I was doing it. But at the end, I knew I wanted to do better. Um, I wasn't having the same fun that I was once having. I wasn't fulfilled. And I think it's those things that you really have to wake up. And to me, it's the early morning hours. I know you've gotten emails from me and from super early in the morning. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> is what's, when I do my best thinking. Um, you know, I'm a little more meditative at that time. And my mind is certainly the most active. So that's the time where I can really, really kind of focus. And it was during those times where I realized, well, this, if you really want to fulfill your life and your career the way that you want to, there's a change needed. So what would you tell yourself when you were at the 10 year mark in your wealth management career? Now being at 30 years I and mean, you have three decades behind you, it's mm-hmm. unbelievable to me. You know, what would you have told yourself after the first decade that maybe you wished you had known? Uh, those are tougher questions. And I'm, and I'm, and I'm like, thinking back, because I remember in, in my career, if, if you make it past two years, um, I mean, the dropout rate in, in this industry is like in the 90% within two years. Oh, wow. So if you make it past two years, uh, you're probably going to make it. After five years, I thought, okay, you know, I, I'm, I'm on my way. And at the 10-year mark is finally when I realized I've got this. Right. This is I'm 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 going to do this, and so it's now almost deal. at thirty. Yeah, you know, different time. You know, at my ten year mark, I was um, I had a lot more energy. <laughs> say that. So um, I was out. You know, the marketing aspect of the business was a lot greater than than what I would do today. But I would just tell myself just do kind of what I've just said earlier. Just make sure every day that you're enjoying what you're doing, and 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 at the end of the day to me, and I know this sometimes sounds corny, but you got to put your clients first, make sure that they're best served and, and, and they're happy. So now I, I'm dying. I've seen renderings of the new office, <laughs> which will be located in Laguna Beach. And I am even more excited to, you know, throw the open house party, hopefully for January, 2021, social distancing right. safe, right. nobody worry. But since nobody can see it right now and it's still under construction, can you share with us a little bit about what we can expect in the new space? Yeah, this is so fun. This is nothing. Um, I've never like designed my own house and um, certainly not my own office for my own business. So it's, it's a new venture and super, super exciting. And so along the lines of, you know, what inspires you, what, what's going to make you happy. So um, we are creating an office with a, um, so my wife, who is a, a informal designer who's helped out tremendously, calls it beachy chic. I don't even know if okay. that's really a word. It's going to be that style, obviously being um, near near the beach, on the uh, in Laguna Beach, near the water. But the inside is going to be something pretty spectacular. So I really wanted to focus on openness, right? To the degree that we can. I know that there has to be some, some uh, caveats for kind of this new world we live in. But by openness, I just wanted it to flow. And so... Unlike, I think, most financial offices, we are going to have a reception slash lounge area that will have, among other things, a, a bar area that will have a professional espresso and coffee machine of all sorts. And I'm getting one of my team members, barista ch- um, um, trained. So we'll have that. There may or may not be um, adult beverages located somewhere inside <laughs> with, with glasses. 
And then for those who uh, know me and listen to the show, know that I, uh, that I am also a sommelier and, and have a, a fondness for wine. So there is going to be a, um, a rather large uh, glass wine cabinet that's also located in the uh, reception area that um, should make for some good times and good fun. I'm already torn. I can't decide if I want a glass of Vuv or if I want an espresso right now. <laughs> I, when well, I'm torn, I just come visit you. That's right. And uh, who says you can't do both? We start out with the espresso and move on. I agree. Life is short. Let's <laughs> yeah. do both. Yeah, that's right. So talk to me about sort of the color palette um, in the space. Again, I've seen sneak peeks, but our listeners haven't. So describe like the textures and the colors. What does that look like? Yeah. Oh, this is fun. So the challenge here is I wanted to keep it as masculine as possible. And yet my team are all females and clearly my wife is going to have the female um, influence. So what I did get was one of my favorite primary colors, which is gunmetal gray. It's going to be somewhat, you know, the accent that's going to be the darker masculine colors and it will be a, a washed uh, white oak, I think with a gray tone on the, for the flooring. So it looks like no carpet at all. It's all going to be hardwood floor. Uh, and then variations of white, uh, light gray, and then like a driftwood will be in Ooh. the uh, in the furniture and some of the trim. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, I didn't know the driftwood piece. That sounds beautiful. Yeah. Uh, glass, for the most part, glass walls for the offices. We I've just learned there's something really cool in it, and we're looking into it where you for privacy, uh, it takes nothing but pushing a button, and then your glass wall becomes um, fogged, so you can have the privacy. Uh, oh which gosh. is super cool. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that would be so unique if you had that. Yeah. No. Yeah. Okay. I vote for the glass that changes into fog. Yeah. That's kind of cool, right? <laughs> yes. I love it. And the the other thing that I, um, one of my weak part um, areas is um, I have a, a fondness for sound and music, kind of an audiophile. And so um, I will have, there's going to be complete like surround sounds. looks like Paul wants to uh, add his two cents. I am just, my socks flew off about 10 minutes <laughs> ago. Socks off. They flew right off my feet. Unbelievable. So only Bart takes lemons and turns them into lemonade here. We're all stuck at home. And in the meantime, he's going to use this downtime to design this cool new studio. Do you think it will add to your services? Will it inspire you to do other things? Or it's just a cool place to come hang out? Certainly you, when you're fulfilled and happy and when your, your staff is fulfilled yeah, and happy, right. I think that helps. Yeah. Um, and I think it's going to be a great place for clients who may be getting tired of Zoom meetings to figure like, <laughs> hey, I can go and see the ocean as well as have a coffee or a glass of wine. Or and I can otherwise. watch the glass change. from. I can watch the fog yeah. come in off the ocean and I can watch the glass fog here. That's right. That's right. <laughs> So wow. I know we're cool. coming up on time yeah. here, and I get to ask you your final thought question for a Whoa. Wow. wow. Which, this question is hard. When I wrote this out, you know, knowing what the question was, I thought, I wonder what he will say, because there's so much you could say. So yeah. Yeah. I'm going to ask you, in your 30-year career history, what is your ultimate lesson learned, if it's even possible for you to pinpoint it to one thing? Yeah. So I figured you were going to ask me that. So I, I did think about it for a little bit and I go back to, this is kind of a life learned principle and it does apply obviously to my career as well, is that there, there are no absolutes. Mm -hmm. Never say never and, and, and never say always. 
And what runs rampant in our industry are those who are, are very stuck on this is the way or the only way. It's this particular investment. Gold is the way, the only way, or stocks are the way, the only way. And then there are those who say, you know, never do this. No, you should never buy life insurance. Whatever the thing is, it's, it's either never or always. I probably mentally said, um, I will never move. I'm never going to make a change. Uh-huh. And so I just think that those are, uh, so my life principle is um, there are no absolutes because and it can't define, I don't think an absolute can define every situation nor every moment. I think that's beautifully well said and so true because I also think it's one thing that 2020 has tried to show a lot of us and some of us who were open to it see it is that a lot of us didn't think that we would have to undergo some of the changes we did. We thought things were always a certain way and 2020 has shown us that everything can change and it will change. And if you don't think it can, we will now show you. (laughs) Hang around a little while. (laughs) That's right. So with that being said, I am just, again, so honored to be here with you. I know our listeners are very excited to hear your news. And um, I certainly look forward to the next chapter in this journey. So thank you for allowing me to be a part of it. Well, thank you for coming on the show and, and putting me on the spot. It's, uh, it's, it's odd to be on the other side of the table, if you will. <laughs> I'm happy to be back anytime. <laughs> That's right. I love it. It's long overdue. All right. You want to close the, the show, Paula, since you're at the host position? Oh, my goodness. So so many perks today. Um, <laughs> yeah. So we'd love to close the show. So, um, you know, now that Bart has made this change, please note he has a new website address. So make sure that you um, if you would like to learn more about Bart Zandberg and of course, it's bartzandbergen.com. If you would like to learn more about the Zandbergen Group, please visit zandbergengroup.com. And of course, if you have questions, feel free to email the show podcast at bartzanbergen.com. Um, you know, connect with us on social media. We'd love to hear from you. But otherwise, we'll be back in the studio next week with another very special guest. And I will be there in spirit. So cheers. Tune in next week for the latest edition of the Zanbergen Report, Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Catch up on our recent shows by visiting podcast.bartzanbergen.com. The Zanbergen Report is also available on iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Interested in being a featured guest on our show or have a question you'd like to hear us answer? Email podcast at bartzanbergen.com. The contents of this podcast episode do not constitute an offer of securities or a solicitation of an offer to buy securities and may not be relied upon in making an investment decision related to any investment offering Access Wealth Management LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Access does not warrant the accuracy or completeness of the information contained herein. Opinions are our current opinions and are subject to change without notice. Prices, quotes, rates are subject to change without notice. Generally, investments are not FDIC insured, not bank guaranteed and may lose value. Brokerage services are offered through to Sarah Capital, member FINRA.